This is a quick trigger warning that this episode contains some discussion about suicide and self-harm. We will let you know before it is brought up, so please continue at your own discretion. We will also provide information for anyone who is struggling with this subject at the end of our show. Hey, Raina. Yes, Meg? What room does a ghost not need in a house? What? A living room. <laughs> I got it that time. You knew it? You knew it? <laughs> no, I didn't know it. Oh, but I you mean, understood I, it. No, I, I caught it. Yeah. <laughs> not like our metric system joke. No, yeah, me. yeah. It took me a minute. I'm here, though. I got it. How has your week been? Oh, well, it's Monday, so, you know. Well, well I mean, since we recorded last oh, week. Oh, I mean, it's been good. I got a little bit of a stomach bug and died for a whole night, but, you know, other than that, fantastic. Like everybody else in the country. <laughs> um, How's your week been? It's been good. I mean, you know, since last week. Yes. Busy. Kids. Yes. Sports. Life. Work. Mm-hmm. Life. Mm-hmm. Teacher Appreciation Week that you got to do all the things for all the teachers. Is that this week? It is. Oh, shoot. I got to get to Starbucks. <laughs> I got a busy week this week. That's a wild. I got to get my life together. That's why we're filming on Monday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Lunatic Soup, the podcast where we go into all things wild, weird, and unknown. We're your host, Meg. And I'm Raina. Ready to brew up some Lunatic Soup? Let's go. has taken center stage in the quaint colonial town of Salem, Massachusetts. But over 300 years later, there are some more sinister things to go bump in the night. Home to the most haunted location in Massachusetts, today we are going to talk about the hauntings of the Joshua Ward House. Okay. Okay. Have you heard of the Joshua Ward House? I have not. Most haunted location in Massachusetts. Okay. I feel like that's saying a lot. Yeah, because that is old colonial, like... That is like, all kinds of craziness over there. Right. It's like some of the oldest, right? Yep. Have you ever been to Massachusetts? I have, but at least I think I have. Yeah, I've, I've been Boston. to Boston. Yeah, I've yeah. been to Boston. Yeah. Uh, when I was there, we did like a trip when we were in 11th grade where our school took us over to the East Coast. It was called the East Coast Tour. And so we went with like all of our friends. It was like a big field trip and the How teachers cute. took us. It was, they let us run <laughs> wild on the streets of New York at 16 years old. Like literally, I remember like running around getting fake Louis Vuitton purses and like with all of my best friends in high school, it was wild. And like, they just let us go. Like I would never let my child go run free no. on the streets of New York. No, I'm <laughs> going to visit my best friend in New York this summer and I'm bringing my oldest daughter and I've already prepped her. Like you keep your phone in your front pocket. Everything oh. is zipped up. Do not leave my side. <laughs> I was there in July for my sister's 30th. And even I was with my other two sisters and we were together in a group and there were even moments when I, we were terrified and we were like, Ah, and we were like the nice part of New York. <laughs> like, anyways. Place. But yeah. yeah, Massachusetts is absolutely stunning. I grew up over in that area. Yep. Um, my uncle owned a beach house in Massachusetts. So we were down there nice. all the time. Yeah. Love it. Never been to Salem. Never been to Salem either. That is on one of my bucket lists. So I do want to go. Maybe after this episode, you'll really want to go. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, before we get into today's topic, let's talk about our cider. Yes. 
I have yet to have a sip. I've okay. been saving my first sip until we decided to, to discuss it. So I found this one at the grocery store the other day. It is a whopping 9.1 alcohol by volume. Good night. I think that's the <laughs> highest one I've seen for cider. It is called Square Mile Cider Company, and it's Imperial Blackberry Pie, and it's out of Portland, Oregon. And I love blackberry, so okay. I, I did taste it before. There is an aftertaste. Tell me what you think. We added lime. I'm wondering if I can't taste the aftertaste because of how much lime we put in. Oh, I can still totally taste the aftertaste. What's, it's like it's like um, cobbler. Yes. Yeah, it's a cobbler. It is, it is well, just and like a cobbler. Yeah, no, I could see that. Well, it does have like a picture. Of, well, it says blackberry pie, so it that's says basically blackberry a pie. Yeah, but it does have kind almost. But I don't want to say it's cinnamony, but it kind maybe of maybe like a mint at the end, like some sort of uh, maybe mint, maybe mm-hmm. like a. It's fresh. Like the, the plant mint, not like yeah, the yeah, mint no, no, extract. Yeah, no, like I know. If you like put mint into the pie. Yeah, almost like muddled mint or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it is, I actually really like it. It's, it's not, good. yeah, it's, it's not, different. it's not overly sweet, but I can't, mm-hmm. you can taste that it is a pie. Like it tastes, yeah. you can tell it's a pie, which is kind of It has a bunch unique. of different notes in it. Yeah, but now we have lime in our pie, but I'm not mad about it. No. Key lime pie. I feel like I needed lime in it. I yeah. had it the other no, day and I had to add lime to it. Yeah, but when we poured it earlier, she was like, we need lime. So we took. Uh, instead of we usually use fresh limes, but we took some lime juice and just squirted it on in there. And it but works. I actually really like it. It's good. And it's a beautiful color, too. It is. such a pretty color. Mm-hmm. All right. So. All right. So the Joshua Ward house. So Joshua Ward was a very successful merchant in Salem, Massachusetts in the late 1700s. Okay. Witchcraft trials were not in the 1700s. Okay. They were in the late 1600s. So they were past at this point. Right. This was almost 100 years later. Okay. Joshua bought the property from uh, the George Corwin, from his family. I mean, George Corwin was very much dead at that point. Okay. But he brought it from his family and rebuilt the house. Okay. However, George Corwin's old house, the foundation is still there. Okay. So it was built on top of it. Okay, so there was a house. The house they, gone. And then he built on top of where that house Correct. had been. Correct. That, you're, and you're telling me that that house had some creepy shit then. That's like, I already there, see where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like have bad, to, Something bad happened. You there. have to know the backstory to know what's going on now. Okay. So when you when you walk through Salem and you go see the house, it looks beautiful. It's a big colonial house. Mm-hmm. If you look at the bricks, those bricks were original from 1692. Okay. They were there during the witchcraft trials. So like I said, George Corwin bought the house, had the house built in 1692. Okay. He was 25 years old, and he was the sheriff during the witchcraft trials. Oh. At 25. Okay. He was the sheriff because his uncle was the judge. Okay. So a little bit of nepotism in there. A little bit of corruption I'm smelling. A little bit, a little bit. Did you know that the trials didn't actually take place in Salem? No, it did not. Mm-hmm. Where did they take place? Danvers, right next to Salem. Oh. Mm-hmm. The trials actually were in Danvers. The events occurred in both Salem and Danvers, but the examinations were held in Salem. Oh, okay. So that's why they're the same. But that makes sense. They're the Salem witch trials, like the... The trials were in Danvers. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm, why not? Sure. Do you know what the examinations were? No. You don't know what they were looking for on these no. witches? No. It's not funny. If you no, are. it's horrible. I know it's horrible. That's why I, I don't want to know. I mean, I do, but I don't. Want. They were looking for a witch's tit. A witch's tit? A witch's tit. Do you got one of those? Uh, somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> Someone has a third tit if you're a witch? Well, it could either be that or some sort of mole or something. I have heard about and moles. I've heard if you have certain moles, 
Like you're in, a witch. You're a witch. The mark of the witch. But it was said to you know, be for the like Satan familiars to suckle or Satan to Jesus. suckle. I have heard, suckle. according to the old, good old Tikataka, that if you have a freckle like right here on your forearm, that you oh. are a from which lineage? Well, shit, I do. So do I. I have two, one on each arm. Same, same spots. Too. Wow. Shut my mouth. Exactly the same spots. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. Oh, are yours that. in the same spot yeah, too? Yeah, they are. On both they sides. Are. Isn't yeah, that wild? Yeah, they're in the same yeah. spot. So yeah, hold out your forearms and see if you got matching freckles on either side. If you do, maybe you're a witch. Maybe. Or maybe maybe it's just a coincidence. That could be too. Mm. You decide. <laughs> anyway, George Corwin was was not a great guy. He, you know. Sounds sounds like probably not. I yeah. think power went to his head a little at bit. At 25? At 25 years old. Yeah. He was the sheriff during the witch no trials. No one should be in charge of anything at 25 because uh-uh. men are just thinking with their dicks at that point and they're all kind of jerks. So. I think he was a little bit more sadistic than that, unfortunately. Oh, God. That's even worse. Yeah. So his job was to take the, to escort convicted prisoners mm-hmm. from the jail. Mm-hmm to the execution site on Proctor's Ledge. Okay. That was his job, and Mm -hmm. it was said that he loved it. Great. Sicko. Yeah. Now, given the laws at the time, um, he was allowed to take all of the victim's belongings afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of made it nice for him. Oh, yeah, because he would steal from all of them, take all their belongings, especially because most of these people weren't actually, I mean, None of them. None of them were witches. They were just people that they decided were. And yeah, so he like he couldn't take the land, but he could take all of the things. And it was supposed to be that they sold all the property to pay off the debts of being in jail, because apparently you had to pay for that yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but he would take it and for itself for himself. Of course. So George Corwin oversaw the death of Giles Corey, the, okay. the famous warlock who was crushed to death. Do you remember that story? No, I, I do not. No. You have to keep in mind Sorry. that this is not anything that I actually, like, I've ever researched or known. Like, I am interested, but I don't know any of this. So that is, I don't know who that name is. Okay, so he was crushed. They put a board on top of him. They said, confess that you are a witch or a warlock. He wouldn't, so they put rocks on it, and they put rocks on it, and they put rocks on it until he was crushed to death. Wow. And it was and it was said that Corwin, like, enjoyed this yeah. and was, like, snickering on the side. Yeah. And when Giles Corwin was about to die, he cursed Corwin and Salem. Okay. Okay? So that's that's important to know. Okay. Another story involved a wealthy man and his wife. The wife was accused of witchcraft, and but the man was so rich that he was able to get the heck out of Dodge and okay. go down to New York City. So he left his wife? No. They both went. Oh, they both did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They were about to get arrested. He was able to leave, go to New York City, wait it out. When he came back to Salem, Corwin took all of their belongings, sold them off. Yeah. So so this guy was pissed. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And he tried to sue Corwin. Yep. But Corwin died before anything happened. Okay. So he said he was going to steal his body and hold it for ransom. There are some things saying that he did sell, steal his body. Well, what is the relevance of that? Why would that make, like, of stealing his body and holding it for ransom? Is that just... Because the, the family would want the body back to give okay. it a proper burial. Okay. And pay him the money that, the, that he, he stole was from old. them. Got it. Yes. Okay. So there's some say that that's what happened. Yeah. And then there's some say that the family of Corwin buried his body in the basement to hide okay. it. Okay. Okay. So that's important. That's so, important to know. Yeah. Because if we know haunted stories... I feel like I can see where this is going, and I thought I don't like it. Yep. There's other stories that say Corin, um 
was very sadistic and would torture these witches in the basement yeah. and get them to confess in any way, shape, or form. And we all know that if you're tortured, you do, like, people confess to crazy shit that is not real just to get it to stop. Correct. So that's not so, great. No. That's not great. So now let's get more to modern day. Okay. Okay. So this is, like I said, the most haunted house in Salem, in Massachusetts, and there are so many stories surrounding this house. One of the main sources was Spellbound Organization, which is the first paranormal investigation group in Salem. Okay. So they're like the biggest one. If you go, you're supposed to go with this tour group. Okay. So one of their stories that they gathered was two anonymous investigators, a man and a woman, went to investigate the house. The man set up some equipment in the basement, and it's important to know that this man was a skeptic. He didn't really believe this stuff, but okay. the woman the woman totally did. The woman was on the third floor setting up her investigation equipment and noticed, hey, he's been gone a long time. Where is he? So she went downstairs. She talked to the staff, and they're like, uh, we haven't seen him. He went down to the basement. He didn't come back up. So she ran down to the basement. He was on the floor, writhing around, struggling to breathe. See, remember last week when I was like, you're like, let's go squatch it. And I was like, I'm not chasing real things. I'll do ghosties, but I'm not doing that. But fuck, yeah, that, that shit's scary. That could happen. That's wild. It, I mean, that would be terrifying if I found you down in the basement. It's slithering on the floor. Yeah, so maybe I won't be ghost hunting either way. Especially not this house. Right? Yeah, I'm solid on that. I think we should go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she got him sitting upright, and like after some choking, he stopped. Okay. And then... He told her what happened. He came downstairs, was setting up the camera. Somebody struck him from behind and wrapped their hands around his throat and started squeezing. Hey. Sounds fun, right? Yeah, that sounds, sounds like a great time. Sounds super fun. And he, he was a skeptic. He so was a skeptic. That, he was a, I don't think he probably did any investigations after this. I would probably. I don't think I would even if I wasn't a skeptic. Oh, I would be no. good. He, he turned around to see, like, okay, who's got me? Because he thought it was a person. There was nobody there. Yet he was still choking. Wow. Okay. Terrifying. Yeah. He tried to scream for help, but it, he said he felt like his windpipes were being crushed. Okay. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. So no sound came out. The choking continued. His vision went blurry, and he collapsed to the floor. Yeah. That's when the woman came down and got him. Okay. After this, they found out that Corwin's name, his nickname used to be The Strangler. Ooh. Yeah, so you can kind of see maybe what he did to people in his house. Yes. To kind of get them to confess. Yeah. There's some reports that say he would choke the victims until, quote, blood flowed. <gasps> I know. Awful. Oh, like, my awful. God. This is not a good man. No. This okay. is not a good man. Terrible human. Now, there's no proof. There's no proof that Corwin would take his victims and torture them. I this mean, is I'll take all... the hearsay, though. That sounds, sounds right. like a solid... Right. I mean, legend comes from somewhere, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely, and everything. So there's another tourist that visited the house. Um, in the book Ghostly Haunts, a man was walking upstairs, and he felt invisible forces, same thing, grab him around the neck and start choking and choking and choking. And right when he felt like his throat was about to shut, it stopped. He turned around, looked around, he was the only one in the hall. So back to the strangling. So this, real quick, I have a question. Yes. And this is, so you and I both believe in paranormal. We mm -hmm. both believe in ghosts. Ha, first of all, this is my question. Have you ever heard of anyone that has, like, supposedly died by something like this that is, like, could have been from Supernatural? Died? No. No, but have, but have it happen? Yes. 
like have, obviously have like it, have it like to this point like to where oh, to they're like point? physically not okay yeah 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 but it's how do you, do you think it's that's possible to have them physically do you want my story yes Okay, so I was staying at my in-laws' house. Yep. We were downstairs. Our bed was probably five feet away from the window. Yep. And the window had blinds. Okay. Okay? Middle of the night, something was on top of me choking me. Okay. Like, you could feel it. Yeah. And I started, like, trying to get her off and screaming. Could you Could you physically scream? Yes. You could. Because I woke up the whole house. Okay. Hey. I was going to suggest that could have been sleep paralysis, which is another nope. episode that's going to come, but okay. It, it, it gets better. It gets okay. better. So as I was screaming and flailing, I kicked off whatever was on top of me. Mm-hmm. At that point, my husband woke me up. You're having a dream. You're having a dream. My in-laws were upstairs. They, they heard me screaming. Yeah. My mother-in-law asked me about it the next day. Okay, went back to bed. I never turned the light on or anything. I thought, figured, okay, I, I was just, I was just. Yeah, crazy. yeah. It was a nightmare of whatever. Next morning, wake up, I look at the blinds, they are split down the middle. So it was something. It was something. And I looked to see, did I throw a pillow? No, nothing was thrown. Nothing physical was thrown from the bed to the blinds. But the yeah. mini blinds were broken down the middle. Crazy. That is that is my, the scariest thing that has happened to oh, me. Oh, I believe it. And I, it I have, I've been... This sounds bad if you've never had this happen. Do you ever? People always, if I say it to people who don't believe in ghosts, they're like, are you sure you weren't on too many edibles? Are you sure you weren't drunk? Are you sure you weren't this? But when it happens to you, there is a no, you can't describe it. But I've been touched, like, not in like a bad way, yeah, but like, how, as in, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> but like physically, where you have someone like tap you on the shoulder and you turn over and you're certain someone's there and then they're not. I and mean, you're wide awake and you're like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Or like, you can feel them like, put their hand on you and that is like if you've ever watched any ghost investigations yeah mm-hmm. or run their hands they through your hands hair through your, I've had that numerous times yep. hands through my yep. hair I've had hair get moved and I was like sitting there like what the hell mm-hmm. and then you think was it a breeze was it yeah. wind and then it happens again you guys I have a crazy ghost who lives in my closet his name is Pickle Rick Pickle Rick Pickle Rick he's he the man um, anyways, he used to touch me all the time. And now when people spend the night, we have to tell him not to touch them because he Cause fucks he with them. Because he did your sister. He did my sister. And then mm-hmm. I, to- I told him I was like, stop touching people. And she believed me when I told her, but it's a different when you experience it. And oh, then totally. Your daughter experienced him running up and down the stairs when she was babysitting. My daughter was babysitting so we could go out to our cider house. Yes. As we do. Mm-hmm. And her and her friend were downstairs. They put the kids to bed and they heard somebody running up and down the stairs. And yep. they came to check on the kids. Kids were all asleep. They rolled back down, running up and down the stairs. And finally they text me and Mia's like, someone sounds like it's running up and down your stairs. And I was like, oh, that's just Pickle Rick. <laughs> that's just our friend the ghost who lives in my closet. <laughs> Luckily... She's my child, yeah, and so she's, she's used, used to, to this. Because any other child, I feel what like, well, I'm a normal babysitter. I could have never said that to. They would have been, like, our ones, yeah, older yeah, yeah. ones. But, yeah, it was, no, no, no. It's a very few people. But I was like, it's fine. It's Pickle Rick. Just tell him to stop. He'll chill out. And then we got home, and I, like, you know. Explained I, it to explained her. Explained it to her and told Pickle Rick he needs to knock it off. We're not yeah. messing with, around when babysitters are here. No, especially not my kid. Yeah, exactly. He knows. Pickle Rick's chilling. <laughs> Anyways, continue Pickle, with your story. Pickle Rick's good. He's yeah, he, good. he's there's, our friend. There's nothing nothing wrong with him. No. So the Spellbound Organization's founder and um, their, he- their head investigator, her name is Molly Stewart, she records EVPs. Do you know what EVPs yes. are? Yes. For those of you who might not know, an electronic voice phenomenon. Yep. So you... You ask questions and something that you may not hear to your ear, it'll get picked up on a recorder. Yeah, like radio frequency, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll pick it up. Yeah. 
So she would get a lot of these EVPs, and she could hear a disembodied voice, but couldn't hear anything, really. Mm -hmm. It was just like a voice, but couldn't make anything out. She decided to keep trying again, try again, try it again. After setting up her recorder, the last time she did it, because this is why, she left it in the room for a, for a little while, came back and got it and was listening to it, and it was a gruff man's voice saying, I just want to keep you with me. Oh! <laughs> Goodbye! Bye! I don't want to be here anymore! No! Could you imagine? No, I couldn't! Hi, yeah, yeah. No, oh. no, thank you. See you later, alligator. I'd be done. My mother-in-law was at the Conjuring house a couple weekends ago. Yeah. And they stayed the night because she's an investigator. I think I've said yeah. that before. Um, and she has an EVP. Her name's Betty. And it was saying her name. No, thank you. <laughs> Adios. Don't you have one of those? I do. So yeah. should we try and bring it over and talk to Pickle Rick? Sure. Let's do it. We could. We totally could. And film it for our Tiki Talkie. Oh, Ooh, fun. Stay tuned to TikTok. That also terrifies me. Oh, it doesn't terrify me. It, it only terrifies me. me in case it's not Pickle Rick. But your house is protected. Y'all have to do a good cleansing and protection before you we do that. you guys hear that, that, uh, that cider going down my throat? Also, I was about to say, because I've been chugging this because it's so good, and it's nine point something, and so we really, we hadn't had anything to drink before this episode, and so I have, oh, I have a great buzz all of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, it's a good cider. I feel it's fantastic. Like, if you're just looking for a great buzz off of a half a drink, hello. Yeah. Again. Square Mile Cider Company. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Back to the podcast. What, the what was that? <laughs> was that Pickle Rick? Or was been. that a dying cat? My children are downstairs yet again. And I think it was someone's iPad. I don't know what it was, but it sounded like a screaming death. I mean, kind of kind of good for this show. It right? was perfect for this show. But it's just, whoa. Maybe not the subject matter. A little freaky. A little freaky. Anyways. Okay, so that's that's one that's one spirit that's said to be Corwin. Okay. Okay? Like the strangler. Yes. Scary. Don't like him. Don't like him at all. The second spirit said to haunt the house is uh, Giles Corey. Okay. He was the one who was crushed, right? Yeah. So he's said to be a really angry and vengeful spirit. And while he doesn't harm people, mm -hmm. he messes with the property all the time. Okay. The workers will find things like thrown off the wall, like thrown off guys of, shit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And often they'll find candles that have not been lit, that are, the wax is completely melted and in the shape of an S for their thinking sheriff. Yeah. Because he's pissed. He's yeah. pissed at this sheriff. He's like, fuck you. And they're, they're stuck in the same place. And they're stuck in the same place. <gasps> mm -hmm. Oh dear. Not great. Ghost wars. I don't know if I want to experience No, this I don't want to experience that. <laughs> the third spirit said to haunt the house is a female spirit who roams upstairs. Some say that she's one of the witches that Corwin mm -hmm. brought to the house, tortured, or had executed. In the 1980s, a real estate company rented this house. Mm -hmm. And they were holding a holiday party. And they were taking Polaroid pictures of people. So oh. this is where you need to open up your email because I sent you a picture. So the dude was taking a picture of his coworker. She was said to be a tall, darker skinned, like tan skinned, blonde, with long hair. When the Polaroid developed, this is the picture that he got. Hang on. Sorry, it's taking me a minute to find. I should have had it up. Oh, my God. Atlanta? What the flipping? Will you describe that picture to me, Reyna? Well, it looks like, I mean, it's a lady in an all black dress with 
huge, crazy black hair. It's definitely a lady. Definitely a lady. Looks like she is dressed in what would have been like the attire at the time in like mm-hmm. the 17 or 1600s, mm-hmm. right? 1600s. What I assume. Yeah. If, what she I was, assume, if she was a witch or uh, an accused witch accused in the witch. trials. Like think kind of, I mean, it's hard to make it out, but I could see like Hocus Pocus from um, the Disney movie. Like what yeah. you think they're kind of wearing. Like Yeah. Yeah. Like long flowy things. Long flowy things, corset and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about her hair? Yeah, it's crazy. Was it it's long black. and blonde? It's well, well, the person that he took the picture of, it was supposed to be long and blonde. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, no. It's black and frizzy and crazy. It's like a, what my hair looks like in the morning. <laughs> <In> humidity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, wow. So, and this this will be on our Instagram, guys. When yeah, the it's, show, it's quite a startling picture. Yeah, that is terrifying. And if I saw that instead of what I thought I was taking pictures of, that would... That would be horrible. No, thank that you. That would be horrible. Now, there's people that say that they see a figure with wild, dark hair yeah. on the second floor kind of lounging around and walking the hallways. Yeah. So those are said to be the, the three spirits okay. that, that hang haunt out there. that house. So Corwin, Giles Corey, and a supposed victim of the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. You can stay at the house. So that means you can stay that at the house. we can stay at the house. Uh, you have a mouse in your pocket because uh, <laughs> I'm good. It's, it's a posh boutique in Salem, and it's called The Merchant. It's about $300 a night. Oh, it's a posh boutique, is it? Posh boutique. You can stay in the room that George Washington actually stayed in. I'm still good on that. I have no desires <laughs> at all. There was a story that I found of um, two people that were staying in the now inn, yes. right? A posh boutique inn. And the first couple of nights, absolutely nothing happened. And they were there to try to get some some spirit right. action going on. Right. Nothing happened. She she woke up one night thinking that the bed was shaking, but it wasn't. So they asked the staff, and the staff was like, no, nothing happens here. We're fine. We're fine. The third night, they woke up. The bed was almost levitating off the ground. It was shaking uncontrollably. The walls were shaking. Stuff was flying off the wall. For minutes, this happened. They were both awake. They could hear things happening. And then it just stopped. And they went the next day and talked to the staff and asked, who was staying in the room behind us? Like, maybe someone was having a party, and that's why things were shaking. No, it was an older couple. Yeah. Like an elderly couple. Wild that the staff would say nothing happens, though. Because I, I think feel the like staff would know. They do, because we stayed at a haunted hotel. Yes. And the staff definitely knew, but we were those people who we went to look for something, and we did not actually find anything haunted. Do we tell this story? <laughs> we, we, yeah, we have to tell it. We, we, had more, we, we went looking for ghosties, but we did not find ghosties. Well, I do think we found ghosts. I do think we found spirits, and the spirits warned us. You're right. I actually agree with that. Yes, yes, because it was a wild night. It was a really, really wild night. We went up. It was the Menresa Castle in Port Townsend, Washington. Mm -hmm. It has been on TV shows and and all that. Yeah, lots of different haunt like people go investigate there. Now we did hear from the staff that a lot of the stories that are told aren't real. Yes. There was not a priest that hung himself in the bell tower. There was not bones found buried in the yard. Yeah. All these things. Nevertheless, we went there. We had our equipment. We ran into a lovely couple of ladies. Yeah. They were wonderful. Yeah, they were great. And we were all there on a full moon. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, we, was, it, was, a, it was a full moon. And so we ran into them like a number of times. We kept randomly kept running, running into, into them, them. And we all were like kind of same thing. We we're all there for the same reason. We we're all kind of investigating. Um, and we kept running into them and we were like, you know what? We ran into each other like the third time. And they're like, well, we're going to go watch the moon rise on the beach. Yeah. And we were like, we're going to go drink in the room. <laughs> we were. We were. We were doing and, tarot. We were trying Yeah, it was Meg and I spirits. and then two of our other friends. And yeah, we were looking for spirits and we're like, um, you know, let's meet at the bar later is mm-hmm. what we had said. Mm-hmm. And we... But we had EVP, we had spirit box, and actually we did get a message on our spirit box, but not anywhere else in the hotel and not in our room. Yeah. What was the message? I don't remember. Oh, I remember the message. What? So we have to continue telling the story. Oh, okay. So we were um, sitting in our room, and we heard all this commotion outside of our door. And we had been yelled trigger at. Trigger warning. I'm going to have yes. a trigger warning yeah, we need, for yeah. this story, for this entire story. So it is a trigger warning about suicide. Yes. Just so you know. Um, so we heard this commotion outside of our room and we previously had been yelled at by the lady like down the hall from us for us being too loud as we were walking back to the room as in we were just talking. We, we were weren't, walking and talking back. We were, room. and it was at like 730 at night. It was nothing yeah. crazy. And she yelled at us. So we were like, what the hell? Anyways, we were at the end of the corridor. So there was no other rooms besides ours and the one across from us. And we heard all this commotion and we were all leaned up. It was four of us against the door, like trying to hear what was going like on. It looked like something from a Disney movie. We were yes. all with our ears up against the door. And we finally decided like, I, well, I think it was me. I was like, let's just you th- open the door. You thought it was the ladies. I thought it was the ladies. Yeah. And sure enough, we opened the door and it was the two ladies and another lady. Mm-hmm. And they were going into this ladies, this one, we're going to say her name is Susan. We're going to call okay. her Susan. Yes. And we were going into Susan's room with the two hippie ladies. We'll call them. Yeah. Um, and, Susan is like freaking out and is like, I was in my room and all of these things are happening. And she had an EVP thing. Yeah, it was, it was going on. It was going bonkers in her room. And so we're obviously they're looking for ghosts. So we're all like, oh my God, let's see what happens. And then the spirit box kept coming up with the word police. Yes. Oh my God. I forgot that. The spirit box kept coming up with the word police and we were not getting anything from any other part no but it kept saying police and we were like and the lights were going off and everything was going off it was crazy so then she would walk with her thing into our room and nothing would happen which was across the hallway and we go back into her room so we go we are all in her room at this point like and she starts to have this like kind of freak out the machines like or the evp is talking and she starts to have this like mental breakdown and i think meg says to her like hey just just, you know, keep it down. Like we got yelled at earlier yeah. um, for being too loud. And she walks over to the door and slams it shut. And she's like, well, I don't give a fuck. This is my room and I can do whatever we want. And at this point, Meg and I look at each I other and we were like, panicking. this is bad. And both of us, our radars went like something wrong. Something is wrong. Where our other two friends were like, oh, this lady is just not okay no, there was and something i was being warned by my spirit guide i was too it was I, I was yeah we both and meg and i made eye contact and we both were like without saying anything new we needed to get the fuck out of that room as soon as possible so then the lady proceeds to say or someone brings up the fact that someone committed suicide in this hotel on right. a full moon and that's why people right. are on this day and she said it was in this room. Yes. she knew the story that a woman did go to the hotel to complete suicide. Yep. And it was in that room. And that's when this woman goes, I came here to kill myself. 
Those were her words, not mine. Those and were so her words. It's the four of us friends, the two hippie ladies, and then Susan, we're calling Susan. her. And Susan is obviously not okay. It's very much not okay. But she has her purse on the bed and she keeps trying to dig around in it for something. Well, that then would point, stop. At this point, the purse was just on her bed and she was moving towards it. That's when I looked at you and I was like, we got to get out of this room. I don't know what's in that purse. Well, and that was my thought is because I had had an incident happen, sorry for another day, of someone killing themselves um, with a gun in front of my house. And I all I could think was that she was going to get a gun out of her purse and shoot us was my that, only thought. That was my, my and, only thought too. And just disclaimer, guys, we're telling this story with the respect that we can for these words. If we describe something improperly, we don't mean to. No, not we at, don't all. Mean we're, to at all. Yeah, we're ex- explaining our experience. We yes. and she was obviously not okay, and we didn't know we were in a situation that was terrifying. So our friend. Jess, I believe, said, like, do you need some water? Or did you say it? Do you want water? Someone said, Somebody you... said, I don't even remember if it was me I, or not. I think it was Jess was like, do you want a bottle of water? And we had brought a case of it. And you were like, I'll go get you water. Raina, you want to come? And I was like, yep. And you and I booked it out of the room as fast as we could. And then one of the hippie ladies also followed us into the room. And she started bawling in the room with us. Yeah, so she then... was just as terrified as we were. Yep. And so then it was the three of them left in the room with her. You two went down to the front desk to be like, we need to call the cops. Something's bad. Yes. I didn't want to leave our friends alone, but I also didn't want to go back in the room. So I stayed in our bedroom and I called my husband and my husband's like, lock yourself in the bathroom right now. Like, so then we're all freaking out. You, you. I was down. I was down at the desk, told them what happened. They were on the phone with the police. They would not allow me to go back upstairs. And I was freaking out because my friends were up there. Yep. But they had the cameras, so they were watching everything from the hallway at this point. Yeah. And apparently while I was locked in my room and, like, I wasn't locked. I didn't lock the door. I was, like, hoping they were going to come in. And on the phone to my husband, like, panicking. They got, she had pills in her purse. She gave them a thing of pills and they dumped it down the toilet or whatever. And they eventually walk back into the room with me. And I'm like relieved to see them having a full panic attack. We go downstairs, we find Meg and we all decide to stand outside on the patio. And the other hippie lady came to all of them did until the cops came and the cops eventually came and took her to well they came and they talked to us us is what happened we all were asked to sit in the parlor so we got to know these two ladies very well it yeah. was actually it, it turned out being a very nice time with them i wish it was a different situation yeah but they did bring this woman to get the help that she needed and it wasn't the casual drinks we thought we were going to have with them it ended up being a wild night it ended up being a wild night so while we did have some supernatural experiences it was more of them warning us yeah it was them being like not okay but we i think that if you are a person who has any kind of you've registered that you have intuition you're intuitive you listen to your the the things around you whether you call them guardian angels spirit guides something you know when someone's trying to tell you something and Meg and I both knew something was wrong but like we, we knew going up to this trip we had talked that morning <sighs> thinking something's something's going on and then you bought a new deck of tarot cards and, and it you slipped pulled my it, finger right open cut your finger and then you pulled a card that was like a messed up card and we were like oh that must mean we were like trying to justify what it meant and it meant we were gonna have a wild ride and then it, it ended up being a series of events for that entire month so I think next episode, we're going to do something more on the spiritual side of things, I more agree. on the intuition side of things, maybe you know, pull some tarot cards live and see what happens. I love that. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So do you think you want to visit the Joshua Ward house? Um, 
So I think I'm going to go with the answer that I have every time you ask me if I want to go do something. The fuck I do not. But then you say you do want to do this, and then so I, I bring that option to you, and then you don't want to do that. What do you mean? What is this? Well, I asked you if you want to go squatch in. You did not want to go squatch in. No, I don't. You don't want to have anything to do with werewolves. No, no, I don't. So now we're not doing the spooky stuff. We can do the spooky stuff, but also, like, obviously after our last spooky experience, turning into, like, real-life craziness, I'm just a little bit, like, he, I will do the spooky stuff with you. I will. This house, maybe not. The whole strangling thing, yee. That's a little much. That's a little That's much a little for me. Much. I, we, we do, we, uh, we, I will go to certain places. We will see. Okay. We'll see. All right. Well, maybe we'll go to Salem and we will check out the job. I at least want to see it. We will. I at least want to go and see it. You can take tours of it. Maybe I, not stay there. No, no, no. I Okay. Tours, yes. Okay. Staying, no. I. You can take me on ghost tours. I'll go on ghost tours. It's the staying overnight part that that's the part that like the other place that we stayed that re- related to our story. Like I had to take so many edibles to knock <laughs> myself unconscious because I was so <laughs> terrified, which probably was even worse because... You know, whatever. But I, I passed out the whole night and I was solid. And nothing messed with us, though. No, nothing. There was nothing. But there I did massive nothing. protection stuff before to myself before I left. Like, made sure I had, a, if you believe in your crystals and all of your things, I was... So maybe, maybe if protection. we go to the Jonathan Corwin... Uh, Joshua Corwin house? Jonathan. Joshua Corwin house, we should take protection? Well, yes, we're doing protection. And then stay. Not staying. <laughs> Still not staying. 10 out of 10 not staying, Okay, Meg. we will go and we will tour it. Here's the funny thing is Meg's like, let's do a podcast about creepy things. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, I love creepy things because I like watching the TV shows and I like hearing about it. But I'm like, I But you don't, don't want to actually do it. No, I don't want to do it. Because I let's also be clear on this that you and I both know that we both experience things. Yes. I experience 100%. things. We talk about it all the time. It's funny how differently her and I experience things. But we experience things... Very similar things, but not at the same time. And I don't seek them out. They come to me on their own. I think I've said this before. Yes. See, I like to go and seek things out. I don't want to seek it out. Oh, I do. And I feel like I've been told by mediums I've been to or whatever to, that I need to let go of the fear of it. But yeah. I'm also like, he. So maybe, maybe. all right, baby steps. What I've are we? literally gone to paranormal conventions I know. at haunted yes. hotels. Yes. You stated, what, which one was it? It was the Omni Mount Washington Hotel yeah. in Bretton Woods, New Hampshire. Yeah. With uh, Amy Bruni and yes. Adam Barry. Which I, which was awesome. And it was their, amazing. Their show is actually probably my favorite paranormal show that I watch. Um, and we got to talk to the Newkirks, which this is going to be a show for another time. Yeah. Because I want to tell you guys all about that experience. That was amazing. Definitely saw things. Definitely got footage of things. Definitely experienced a lot and of things. And that is going to come in another episode and we can share all of that. Oh, I'm exciting. so excited but for that But we one. also want to take you guys, well, we're going to go on a... What, the Walker Ames house? We're going to the Walker Ames house. That's another one that I have been to and had a private tour of. And we're going to go do that with some EVP stuff. She's going to drag me along. You guys are going to be complaining the whole way. And I think I'm going to have a stay in, well, I think it's the Palace Hotel in Port Townsend, which is the actual haunted hotel. Yeah, we Port drove Townsend. past that one, didn't we? And you said, oh, it's so pretty. And then the curator of the Walker Ames house told me, yeah, that's the actual haunted one. You guys, we're doing it. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. Whatever you say. We'll do it. Um, but as we wrap up this episode, I think, like we said the last time, we would, if, do you have any stories? Like, we want to hear it. We want to hear. Absolutely want to hear everything. So we've talked about legendary monsters now. Yeah. We've talked about cryptids. Now we're talking about haunted houses and ghost stories. We are going to keep dabbling in a bunch of different topics, and we want to hear all of them. And anything that has to do with any of those. Like, again, 
have you been touched by a ghost? Do you think you have, like, at night? Have you seen one? Do you Heard see one? shadow figures? You do. I do a lot. That's scary. It is terrifying. That is scary. I see a lot of shadow figures, which I wonder, I got told that it was because I wasn't protecting myself good enough. That was what I was told by somebody. But also at the same time, I think it's just how people present themselves to me sometimes. No, I think a lot of people see shadow figures. I agree. And they're, let me tell you, 10 out of 10 do not recommend it. It's not fun. And maybe that's why I'm so apprehensive to go places because seeing shadow figures is scary AF. They're just like, if you don't know what a shadow figure is, it's a big black figure essentially, but it looks like a, it's in human form, but you just see them and they kind of like dart around corners or like. Don't like that. No. See, I see full on, if, when I do see, I see full on apparitions. So I do occasionally see full on apparitions. It depends on the person, the, the place, the thing, the whatever. Okay. But a lot of times I do see shadow figures too. A lot of shadow figures. And that Oof. messes me up. I think that would be scarier. It is scary, but I kind of get used to it after a certain amount of time. I had an apparition dart out into the road once. I thought it was a full on person. I freaked out thinking I was going to hit a person. And then it just went away. <sighs> I don't, I don't recommend that. None of us do. No. Wow. Don't okay. like that. Well, anyways. Yeah. If you have had those things happen, tell us about it. Uh, we are at lunaticsuitpodcast at gmail.com. And lunaticsuitpodcast on TikTok and Instagram. Let us know what you think. Thanks for joining again, guys. I hope this was a fun one. We'll see you next week. We're going to do something more spiritual next week. Ooh. I can't wait. That's my favorite. Great. That's my jam. That's your jam. That is my jam. Okay. All right. We'll get there. All right. All right. Have a good night, guys. Have a Day, good guys. One. Go get some lunatic soup. Go get lunatic soup. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you or someone you know has had thoughts about suicide or self-harm, you can get help 24 hours a day by dialing 988 or texting 988 or going to crisisconnection.org for 24-hour help and support for you.